Welcome to the Sugar Crave Show, guys. I'm Sugar Brown. This week has been amazing. I just got done with the song that I'm collabing with with Uncle Simba. He's a fantastic artist from the UK. Um, I actually did a breakdown of one of his tracks um, for the Sugar Crave Show. I think it was episode three. I'm not sure, but um, it's it's there. And it was amazing, dude. Just like how everything how everything flew um, by so fast and like from, you know, almost like I think we met up like um, like eight months ago, just talk about the music and just, just um, it was amazing. It was just amazing experience to just be working with him. And that's kind of like the topic of today of just being picky when you take certain gigs certain jobs or certain projects because it's the worst when you take a project that you think is going to go great and it just ends as a disaster but you know i mean it's just those are those are i think those are the hardest ones to um call out because you just have so much good chemistry in the beginning and all of a sudden it just it goes to shit at the end whether it's you know financial issues or just creative issues i think that's the hardest part to deal with but this was amazing this you know him and myself were just kind of like shooting the shit about what what we're like thinking of like how i usually work is i give out i give out demos to artists and see which ones they're vibing with. I'll sometimes pitch an idea, be like, hey, I think we should go with this type of track and I think it'd just be amazing and stuff. So sometimes that's what you have to do um, in order to kind of, um, in order to kind of make things work well, um, especially as a producer, because you're kind of, you know, you're, pers- you're overseeing the whole project, right? And so you want to make everything, you know, run smoothly and just kind of just go well, honestly, and make the best, you know, get the artist to perform the best as they possibly can. And so um, in order to do that, you might have to just be kind of like their emotional coach in some ways. Um, but um, not to the point that you're like babysitting them and stuff. So that's, I think that's when the point, it kind of gets too much when you just become a babysitter and then it just gets carried away. But, um, it was amazing. Him and I just kind of like, I, I showed him some demos and there was a specific track he really liked. He was like, Hey, I want to vibe with this track. And we went from there and it's crazy cause he's in the UK and I'm in LA. So it's like, we're doing zoom meetings and just try and talk about, you know, we're doing writing sessions and t- just talking about the track itself. Um, and then just kind of giving each other's ideas. So I- I'm really pumped for you guys to listen to this. I'm not sure when it's going to come out. I might have to do a sneak peek for you guys later on but it's it's amazing and just just the overall feeling of a project just going so well and just you and the artists are working together or even other producers well um i think it was it was really cool i saw a post from katriana and he he said that he it's hard for him to collab with other producers um and i totally totally understand that now um, before, like if I was starting out, I'd be like, no, that, you I mean, just tr- you try it out. But you I mean, especially in the beginning, that's, you know, you're trying to figure out what, what is your, what is your strength? So that would make sense. But 
honestly, like now when you have more experience and you're just kind of at that level, you're kind of like, you're very picky of who you, you know, who you work with. And I understand it because it could be stressful, very stressful with, you know, people that just are not in the creative mindset as you. And um, I, I disagree with that note when it comes to artists because I don't know, but there's some artists you're going to have to, you, you want to work with, but you might not work together and it's just maybe it's a label push and stuff. So that's might happen. But, you know, if you're fully independent and you're just going to work on projects that you solely want to work with, artists that you just fuck with, I totally get that. And I'm kind of in the same way. I'm just trying to work with artists that are in the same level as I am and just have the same drive. And it's, it's amazing. It's like, it's freaking amazing. I'm telling you guys. So what, what he was saying is like, he usually works with his friends because at the end, if they don't, if it doesn't work out, there's no hard feelings because your friends, your homies, you're going to understand like, oh no, that's, that's cool. That's cool. And that's when, when he said that, I was like, man, that is like so true. Cause like. If you're collabing with your homies, they're going to understand that, you know, not everything's going to work out. So um, compared to a stranger, they might take it offensive and stuff because they don't know you at all. And, it, you know, it just becomes um, becomes a problem in the future. So um, I'm understanding that now. And, you know, it doesn't mean you have to have like a shitload of friends <laughs> in order to make, you know, a lot of music. You know, you can have like two or three homies that you just you guys are, you know, producing and stuff. And then, um, you have like 10 other singers or artists that you want to work with. Um, I think I understand it in the sense of producing because producing is very, you know, it's, it's hard to work as a team when it comes to producing. Cause you know, you have your way of working and the other person has their way of working compared to like, you know, a top liner, you just, you know, that can be separate and stuff. So, I don't know. I just I, feel, I I understand that when it comes to when it comes to producers and stuff because we are not not all of us are like minded in the in the sense of our, our workflow. So um, especially like myself, I'm very neat when it comes to my my workflow. I like to have everything organized, drums and stuff. And other there's other people that just they let it loose, <laughs> and you know that might not work for me. But you know, um, you just have to if you really want to work with somebody, you'll make it work out. So, freak, I'm just like sound like a smoke right now. Ah oh, man, but yeah, man, this is like like what I said. Don't take every gig because not all the gigs are worth it, um, especially if if it's just so much energy emotionally. Um, just, yeah, just because emotionally it can be dreadful, man. Just like long hours or like you're putting more work and the other person's doing less work of it, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's, you know, I've had my fair share of like bad gigs and just like, you kind of, it sucks because you invested so much of your time and financially as well and that you just have to take a hit. You just kind of be like, all right, fuck it, it's a loss. And and if they, if they are serious and they, you know, and they care about you, then or about, I mean, if they respect you and your time and your, your, your ability, then it'll come through. Um, if not, it's, 
it's it's all right. But sometimes work is it's it's you know I feel like people like at least non industry people um, they think you know these guys go in the studio one day and then the the song is you know released the next day and which is not not even true not I that I've heard of. Um, usually it's like between like six to, I, I mean, I heard it like six months, um, six to three months in advance of releases. So, um, that's what I typically I do. I, the least I do is like three months. So when we get done with chess games, which, you know, it's on, it's pretty much done. We, I have to sit down. Um, this is how I usually do my, um, my kind of like my release schedule with the artist as well. Cause I want to respect, I want to respect them as well. Like I want to be like, okay, sure. Like when would it be appropriate to release a song together? Right. Um, cause not only the artists, they, you know, they have their release schedule. So I don't want to release something on top, especially if they have their EP or album or another single that they're working on with other producers. So I usually kind of have like a meeting and I'm like, okay, when would it be appropriate I would like to have it three months. You know, some people want it shorter. We'll discuss that. I'd be like, you know, I think the low, the the shortest time I did was like a month, and this is when I just had no knowledge of release schedule and stuff like that. So that's why it's very helpful helpful to have a release schedule because everything's all planned. So that's what I'll do with the artists, and then I'll I'll figure out my back end, and then they have their portion of promo and stuff. So, um, so. It's I I hope I get to that level that when I release a song I don't really have to worry about that. That's the goal of all you know all of us uh, all indie artists and stuff. We just really want to get to that point that we just want to do the music and it's hard, especially in the beginning. You're just you're struggling. You're trying to figure out what to you know what to what to because we're not we're not business. Well, some of us are not business mind. We're a lot of you know, at least for me, I'm like, I'm mostly creative. Like, you know, when it comes to videos, to music, um, I'm more passionate about that. But the business side, that's, that's for me, that's a little bit tricky because, you know, just contracts and just, you know, split sheets and stuff like that. It's just, um, it gets a little hectic. And I, for me, I don't, I, I have a weird time talking about, you know, money. And that's the topic you have to, do a lot especially when it comes to certain projects is you don't get fucked over you know you've heard countless of stories of producers or artists working with one another and they get screwed uh so that's that's a thing that's kind of hard to deal with but you're eventually going to have to deal with it especially for yourself if you're doing everything by yourself and you don't have a team around you so that's that's another important thing to have is a team the team around you is very very good so you can just for instance, you just focus on the music. You have a manager. You have a talent, um, you know, talent booker, so they can get you, you know, festival gigs or you know, shows and stuff. And then your manager kind of deals with the daily bullshit and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man. So, like I said, don't take every gig. Be, be, I guess, be more, you know, picky. At least I'm speaking as a producer. Just be very more selective, if that makes sense. So, um, and dude, just like this week has just been—it it was good. It was just really, really good to, to kind of get 
everything away and just kind of getting everything just all finished out. That's like the best feeling ever. Just and then yeah, just just all that, and it just makes me feel relieved and everything's going back to normal. Like you know, you have festivals going on and it's just crazy. You know, speaking about festivals, we there. I don't know if you guys know. There's a festival called Day Trip Festival. It's out in L.A., which is crazy about the story. It's changed three different venues. I think they started from the Long Beach Oceanfront, Waterfront. Then they started from, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure about the, oh, near uh, SoFi, near Ram Stadium, and then now they're at the Nas Stadium. But what was awesome about this story is Pasquale, um, CEO of Isomniac Events. He's he he's fantastic. He's very such a nice guy. Cause what he did is let me let me pull it up actually. Let me pull it up. What he did. So he he made changes for the ticket holders, which is fantastic. I think this is awesome what he did, especially since the venues were changing. A lot of people booked their you know, hotels, their tickets and stuff like that, which is really, really cool. What he did is that he's fully refunding the ticket. So you get a free ticket to a day trip festival at the NOS Event Center. And then um, a free ticket to any Insomniac Festival that is not sold out and is scheduled to take place before the end of 2021, which is fucking amazing. So not only you get refunded, you get a free ticket to go to the festival, but also you get a free ticket to another Insomniac Festival before the end of the year, which is it's phenomenal. It's, it's amazing. And then not only that, reimbursement for non-refundable non-refundable flights and hotels already booked um which is incredible which i think a lot of festivals won't even do like you know well imagine coachella did this like they i i would never i would never we would probably never see that um that he did this and it, you know i commend pasquale that is amazing such a such a good you know, he uh, also him. He's 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 had so much love for dance music, and um, it's awesome, man. I I love that. I love that how passionate is because I can, I can relate to him about music in general. And he's you know he just doesn't he do, he doesn't just like dance music as his passion, but um, he you know he likes other music as well. And he, but it's it's awesome that he did this the team insomniac is that i commend you guys for doing that it's awesome because i think a lot of people were upset about the venues changing a lot and that they that they did this is fantastic um especially the lineup i don't know if you guys checked up with the lineup but the lineup is insane so it's the weekend of fourth of july so saturday sunday july 3rd Saturday, they got Chromio live. Fucking Chromio is dope. They're fucking fantastic. They got Diplo, which is my favorite. Um, they got Mendoza. They got Nor Empire. They got, you know, um, and that's just one stage at the deep end stage. And then they got high tide stage, which seems like a like a house. They got, you know, AC Slater, fucking OG over there. Um, they got Jay Warrior. She's fucking amazing. I saw her in um, 
I saw her I saw her at a venue in Arizona and she killed it. She was fantastic. Um so go check her out. Check out her music. They got Side Piece, which is um Nitty Gritty and Party Favor. Those guys fucking amazing. They got a great track with Diplo as well. Uh, they got Chami, they got Weston. Weston's a great tech house DJ. Fata- fantastic. Um, July 4th, they got Diplo again, which is cool. Um, and then they got Sean Smith. Um, and then the house, the high, the high tide, they got uh, Noizu, um, Vanessa, um, Chami again, back to back to Wax Motif. Man, it, that's that's a crazy lineup, man. Hey. Dude, and you get that for free if you got the, you know, the ticket. So, man, dude, I wish I was going. I have a friend that's going there, but I don't know. I just feel, I don't feel ready for festivals, if that makes sense. I don't know. I just, because you, you hear like this is new strand of COVID and I'm just like, I don't know, man. I just been cooped up. Maybe I need to go so I get the fuck out of this place. Just, you know, I don't know. I may, maybe lately I've just been having cabin fever, but... I don't know. I'm just afraid. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because I've done it so much in my past. I've I've gone to many festivals. Um, maybe I'm a little burnt out. But I would love to go to this one. This one seems fantastic. You know, seems like a great lineup. You got you know some amazing artists that have amazing music, and it's you know in LA too. So it's sunny. You know, it's gonna be good weather. So. I don't know, man. It's just, it's for me, it's kind of hard to go back to live events, especially coming from like what happened last year, just all the COVID situation. Maybe I think there should be like a post-traumatic COVID, you know, syndrome shit that I think all of us are, uh, that that all of us are going through. And I, I feel like a lot of people are going through that because you can see in the airports, people are freaking out, trying to get their flights in. Um, there, I don't know. There's, a, there, there's a, such a rush to go outside, which I can't blame nobody. You know what I mean? Like if you're stuck, especially here in LA, you know, a lot, not a lot of people can afford houses. So they're in apartments and, you know, especially like in New York. So why do you think people are so urgently to go out? And especially it's nice out. Um, because they want to get the fuck away. They want to get away from their, you know, their their loved ones. Because you know, I'm not saying you don't love them. It's just you sometimes get cooped up, and then just like you, you feel claustrophobic. So I can't blame people for wanting to go out and do festivals, and um, especially the artists, man. The artists got to go back and make money, man. A lot of people got hit, um, and it's just because you know, music's not, you know, music doesn't always pay the bills you always have you know the, you got to have different i've noticed you have to have different you know streams of income to especially to live out in la you got to have like you know a podcast or like a you know other things fine you know investing um music and stuff so it's it's kind of tricky especially as artists when you're more of a creativeness person rather than a business person so it's like now you got to wear two hats at once and it's it's hard to balance it especially when you try to decide which one you want to do more than the others so that's the thing is trying to balance those two 
at once. That'll be it, guys. That's it for the Sugar Crave Show. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for showing love for the channel. Um, even the remixes, the remixes are popping off, which I'm so excited. So we're, I'm going to be coming up with new ones. Um, and let me know what other track to check out. I love checking out new music. So if you got one that you're like, dude, can you review this? I am so down. And I just love music. So hopefully you guys liked it. And um, I'll see you in the next one. Yeah.